1: Platforms. Listen, I love solo and I love fucking driving through with the ball. So passing was an afterthought for me. You just didn't want to pass. I not a yeah,
2: <laughs> How's your a bad How's your a Oh, fuck. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> better, better Toronto.
0: A lot of things, the back-to-back Ulster Champions, is absolutely wiping the floor of Tyrone the last time you played him. What sort of monitor was you that? Beat Tyrone last season. 62 caps for his country, 164 Premier League games, Championship Player of the Year, two times International Player of the Year, three times International Goal of the Year. Kevin (laughs) Doyle threw away all this for his GA career. Kevin, (laughs) do you regret it?
1: Uh, That's great to hear. Do you want to repeat that again? That was nice. That was a nice (laughs) introduction. The best (laughs) introduction I've ever had. um, GA career. Do you know what? I actually, I love playing Gaelic football. I didn't play a whole lot of Hurling as a kid. My my club didn't have, just the age group I was in didn't really have a Hurling team, but my parents would have played County Hurling, Um, Camogie and Hurling. So um, I probably should have, but love football. My last ever sort of Gaelic football game was going, um, I was brought into the Wexford under 21 panel. I was about 17, and I drove to training. And I sat outside the training ground and it was pissing rain and I turned around and went home. So it was probably the best decision um, best decision I ever made, looking back. I don't know what made me turn around. It was obviously the rain or whatever. But if i had gone in that day, I would have been sort of, that would have been it. I think I'd have been committed to getting football. So uh, luckily for me, I didn't.
0: Wow. And the Wexford rain deprived Wexford GA of, of Kevin?
1: Of Kevin. not deprived it too much now. But I was, I was handy enough, in fairness. Yeah,
2: well, you, you did alright. You done, <laughs> done alright. Yeah. <laughs> the one thing that we both have in common, Kevin, is um, um, we both got. Well, did, am I right in saying you were nominated for a uh, Young Player of the Year?
1: Um, yeah.
2: Were you were you tipped by Cesc Fabregas?
1: Yeah, I was. Um, it was Ronaldo, Rooney, Holy Fabregas. Nicker Richards and myself, I think. Oh, oh, and Aaron Lennon. there was five of us. That's incredible. Uh, I show my son that now because Ronaldo and is and, uh, the only player he knows from that era. Now he's he's ten, so I show him the 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 PFA awards program from that night. He found it in the in the amazing. house one there. and that uh, that's the only sort of link he has with that era of uh, of me playing. To see. Oh man.
2: Kevin I, I got tipped by uh, an Arsenal fan for player of the year as well so we've something in common Jack McCaffrey is an Arsenal fan really so yeah so there you go we brought down the, I just had to bring down the mood from <laughs> Kevin's role of honour but yeah but it's still incredible when <laughs> you look at the list of lads yeah. that were in that like, competing for that but yeah I had a good
1: year so um yeah no, it was a decent a decent list to be on um yeah, good memories. Fair play.
0: Is it true, Kevin, that you're getting roped into doing the odd coaching session now that you're back in Wexford? <laughs>
1: um, I do a bit. You know what? I'm, I'm not a lover of coaching. Um, yeah. I think I don't know. I just I'm just not. But my son, I can't turn down my son's team. Can kind I of, when they're when they're uh, he's under 10, he's under 11 Yeah, well, you, you need to make him.
0: sure he's starting in the team. You need to, you want to go in and coach <laughs> them. <laughs> uh, Captain penalties
1: uh, free kicks. Uh, no, no, I actually, I go and I help out, or whatever. I try to avoid him and not be um, <laughs> not be the, the parent or the dad that's, you know, uh, putting pressure, because like, I know, because the poor chap, he gets plagued everywhere we go, everyone, uh, like when we're family or whatever it might be, Do you play soccer, you're going to be better than your dad and all, so that's all he's heard oh, since he, uh <laughs> since I suppose he can, can walk so I try to avoid him I, don't, I, I actually don't do anything with him um, on the pitch I'd be shouting at murder telling them what to do i leave that to the other coaches and I you know, sort of concentrate on the other players Yeah,
0: you, you concentrate on showing him how his dad was on a par with Cristiano Ronaldo that will take the pressure <laughs> right <laughs> off him
1: Yeah, uh, yeah for, for that 30 minutes that night at that awards dude, that was where it is uh, <laughs> uh, it's, it's enjoyable with the kids actually but when the stresses you out when they're the 7, 8, when they're that age and it's, it's a babysitting service but now they're getting to 11, 12 years of age it's actually uh, it's enjoyable enough to uh, see them develop for a right little team he's uh, it's it's so for his local done. soccer club in Martin and GHO as well they're a right little team of players so, yeah, it's good if, if,
2: he wants, if he comes to you and says I have a choice to go play in GAA whether it be hurling or football or soccer, what would your advice be?
1: Actually, we had this conversation today. I don't to play golf.
2: Um, <laughs> just rely on yourself. You know, you can't blame anyone else. Blame
1: it's not bad. individual. Uh, he was out. With the, he was out in the garden with his, uh, golf clubs, and he seems to be loving. It. I said, "Stick to that." Uh, um, nah, I don't. He plays them all. So the more sports, the better. I'm not. I don't be distant to be happy playing whatever. Play it. I'm not. I'm not not one for saying he should play this or that or not play another sport not when he's that age, twelve years of age, playing for another try to play as much as he can for three or four years whatever he enjoys, it depends on the time of year, right now he loves hurling, loves football, Gary football but in a month or two's time when the soccer starts back he'll prefer soccer and that'll be, you know it's just I think it's the way with most of them, whatever they're playing at the time whatever they see, see on TV for the next few weeks it'll be what they, they want to aspire to
2: T- tell me this Kevin, um, one thing I'm fascinated by is the, the Irish lads that have went over to England particularly the ones that have a GAA background, do you reckon there's any cultural uh, traits that you've developed from GAA from a young age that helped you in soccer?
1: I know cultural, physically playing Gaelic football would have helped me um, staying later and not going to England at such a young age helped me um you know I, I would have felt playing Gaelic football playing ga um I, I had more i would have enjoyed it more at a younger age because i had more friends playing it was more local to me if you know what i mean where soccer you were you were brought off and you you know you had to sort of You'd go on trials or you're, you're just you're with a different group you're never with your friends where she is your local club it's your friends it's people you go with so it seemed it was easier more enjoyable i felt uh soccer to me felt the harder route uh, more difficult um side of things but um physically jesus yeah the, you know the upper body strength just naturally you know having to so playing different sports helps you i think and that yeah game football i was always sort of you know, people were surprised, I think, by my strength when I was 18, 19, 20, 21, being able to deal with center halves and things, which um, wouldn't have come from massive amounts of work in the gym. It would have been natural. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we call it farmer strength, I think, in uh, a... <laughs> farmer so strength.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: That's <laughs> using your, you know, your body, your shoulders, you're having to, you know, and that would have come from playing. Playing
2: Gaelic football, I suppose more than anything. I I would know your uh your your agent Pat Dolan well, and uh, yeah, he speaks about you know the players he represents and and he wants them to be friends rather than you know that relationship between a player and an agent. Um, one day he texts me and he says, uh, "I gave you a book to Paolo Fonseca. He was uh he was managing the Ukrainian team, I think. No, was it Ukrainian? Yeah, maybe it was yeah. it was a Shakhtar Donetsk." Uh-huh.
1: I'm not sure which one he was on yeah.
2: Uh, He's just standing there with the book, <laughs> Joyce, <laughs> and takes a picture of him. It's like that's path. That's, that's pa- for you, you know. Yeah. Kevin, before you go, every week
0: we are getting our stars from across the sea, your stars from different sports, to fill in their break and ball ultimate fifteen card. Basically a FIFA card, only it's a GAA FIFA card, it's it's our FIFA card. We've gotten Kevin Kilban to do it and we've gotten Roddy Collins to do it. I want to see if you can you can beat them in your stats for GAA, Kevin, Kevin Doyle. Yeah. So, the first thing is you have to tell us what position is Kevin Doyle, the Gaelic football player?
1: Um, centre-forward, f- oh, centre that was my... I was third midfielder, centre-forward. Oh, really? you did a bit of donkey work around the third midfielder, really? would you? Oh, I, used to, I used to be good at reading the breaking ball and just running the length of pitch with it then. know yeah, so, the yeah, uh, legs, yeah. <laughs> yeah. With the, with the, up, downs and run, so yeah, yeah, I loved that third midfielder role, to be honest. It was only coming in, yeah, it wasn't a thing. The last couple of years, when I was maybe 16, 15, 16, when, when that was start coming into to be
2: Yeah, here you go, all you would have had was this corner fault.
0: Yeah, no, I do like the, the
2: the old classic got, number fifteen though. We he's think. got the speed, he's got the the uh, directness, and uh, he obviously can score. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, everybody wants to be that tournament fielder, don't they? It had a golden era of about what six seven
1: years, and then oh, it went away. Then it's no dreams, yeah. nobody ever thought, think, you know.
0: So we've got six attributes for you to run through, Kevin. So what would you give yourself out of a hundred for pace?
1: Jesus, pace! Oh, when I think it, I was quicker back then. Um, yeah, well, what did Captain Ke- Kilbank give himself? <laughs> he thought he, he was
2: quite,
0: yeah, he, he was, was p- being very modest. Like his, his total was 72. I think he gave himself 75 or 80 <laughs> for pace. He was comparing
2: his pace to James McCarthy, wasn't yeah. he?
0: Well, no, Roddy Collins was. Oh, it was Roddy Collins. <laughs> Roddy Collins gave himself 83 for Base There has to be somewhere, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know what that tells you. Killer was quick once he got his legs going, yeah, like for a big
1: a gate on him. He uh, might have been over the first couple of yards, maybe not a shout. Um, I'm going faster than ki- Killer. I'll go 83 yes. for that's this.
0: Good man, that's a good start. What What do you give yourself for shooting?
1: No, it was decent enough because um, I w- I sort of, it didn't matter left or right, which is sounding cocky, but it actually didn't sort of, um go that that's a good attribute isn't it so i, I go the same sort of like 80, 85.
0: yeah you're short you're wasted third midfielder now that i'm thinking about it like i, I think you need to be well if he's a
2: tournament fielder going that the, the offensive direction yeah N- number 11 yeah. like michael yeah. murphy you can go in oh. and out yeah.
0: what are you giving yourself for passing
1: passing oh no that's gonna be a low one um yeah I'd go down to 60 for passing <laughs> Yeah, you know, it was more like listen. I loved solo and I loved fucking driving through with the ball. So passing was an afterthought for so
2: me. You just didn't want to pass.
1: I didn't. Really, yeah, like
2: basically, <laughs> wanted did the contact. Like just wanted to charge
0: into boys. Roddy Collins gave himself ninety-five for passing. Full disclosure. Uh, skill out of hundred.
1: Roddy was confident in his ability. He must be some footballer. out um, like of hundred. Very skillful, like you know, it's hard to do skill in Gaelic football. I think like it's not like you're going to see too many flicks or tricks, is it? It's more yeah. technical ability, isn't it? Like
0: it's the odd sold dummy and you're one of the most skillful players. Yeah, David
2: Clifford done a a, a kick over his shoulder, yeah. no no look kick over shoulder, and, and the GA world went crazy. It was very good. It, it was brilliant. <laughs> but in the soccer yeah, world, people would yeah. be like, "That's just some flicking the yeah.
1: ball." On. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that the other day. It was. Uh, it was decent in fairness. Um I go, a decent skill level. I am just I'm gonna stick with the eighty five seems a good number for me. Good
0: man, yeah, we've got two more, we've got defending next.
1: I played a bit of wing back, I wasn't too bad, you know. Uh again that sort of driving forward from the back, it was more of a forward wing back role than defensively. Nah, yeah, another Yeah, I wasn't that, I wasn't gonna be your dogged defender shoulder and lads off the ball and the ball's the other end of the field, so, yeah, I go on that. I got 60.
0: <laughs> you're not a silly McMahon then, silly Sam. You're clean. <laughs> clean, McMahon. And finally, a big one for you, I think, physicality out of 100. <laughs> that was the strong enough point to me. I had
1: big shoulders on me when I was that age. Probably physicality wasn't an issue, so I'll go, I'll go 80 again there.
0: Ah, brilliant. Kevin Kilban He's is strong. in the mud. Kevin Kilban finished with 72 out of 100. He's... You left him for dust, Kevin. I, I really. Uh,
1: oh, killer is modest. So. Yeah,
0: far too modest. Yeah. Thanks a million for your time, Kevin. It's been great, and we'll let you go. See you soon. No worries. Thanks, thanks, Kevin. Cheers. What a pleasure it is to welcome our next guest to the show: writer, actor, comedian. And definitely, of all the people we've had on the show, top two Ballymun men, it's Willie White. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks very much, Colin. <laughs> welcome Thanks, you. Thanks for having us. Thanks for coming in. You're very welcome. Settle the beat. How do you pronounce Kevin?
3: Kevin. Kevin. Yavin. Yeah. Kevin. You s- you make it sound like Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> you
2: know, yeah. We just have a, the, the, the proper accent. The dubs have the proper accent. You know? We have
3: a proper Dublin brogue. Yeah. That's the way it is. I, I was actually talking to somebody the other day and I said something and, oh yeah, it was me missus's... F- uh, friend was over from Liverpool, and I was saying that Blo were playing in Malahoy Castle.
0: Yeah.
3: And she didn't know who I was talking about. <laughs> she goes who? <laughs> I says, Blo. She goes Flo. I said, no Blo. She goes Clo. Oh, she goes oh bleh. Bleh. <laughs> That's the difference. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's mad because you go out anywhere outside Dublin, the accent just changes. Yeah. If you think about Australia. You could travel. A thousand miles across in another direction, and they're talking with the same accent. Yeah. Well, you go outside Dublin from Drogheda to Navan to.
0: It's so weird. Such a small island, so many Definitely. accents. But
3: even in Dublin, like that's the
0: one problem I have with Dublin, there's too many accents in Dublin as well. So what your. Well, believe? there's only
2: two, isn't there? Like. Yeah. There's like <laughs>
0: well, there's also like a neutral one that doesn't really. It's like just a generic Irish accent, yeah. but Galway seem to have that more than anybody.
2: Do you know what uh, pisses me off? So I, relatives of West Belfast, and. They used to always try put my accent on but sound like a leprechaun. Yeah.
3: How do you feel? It's like yeah, I
2: actually don't <laughs> talk like that. It's like
3: Tom Cruise and Far and Away, isn't it? Oh yeah. It's it's what part of West Belfast?
2: Lennadill.
3: Right, right. I know lo- I know a few people from up there. Mainly Andy Town and
2: uh Lennadown is Andy Town. So yeah. um, just a bit of a background how me me and Willie met. Um uh, so so Willie joined my gym. When was that, Willie? That was. It was two thousand and eleven. Two thousand and eleven, and we had a group of lads. Um, great group of lads. And, the best
3: the best. I'm the- not just saying it. I've trained in gyms, but the class that was up there at that time. Yeah. The class of two thousand eleven. <laughs> 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 it was come here. They. It was just a great bunch of people.
2: Yeah. It was mad. Like we used to do, like a, a warm up where, you'd get the one of the the, the members to do certain exercises and then be mirrored by the other members yeah so this fella gets up you're telling them to do squats and press ups, and ups. <laughs> this fella's doing breakdancing. dancing so yeah. I turn around one minute legs. I turn around they're all spilling on their backs and, go, and I'm going jeez me insurance." <laughs> <laughs> and he's doing his breakdancing dancing that he used to do on the line on the flats years ago
3: yeah yeah no great just a, come here um, a great bunch of people and for the facilities that the gym had and I, and I always say that and not that, not that I'm big GAA or it's better into me or not yeah. like that but I always say for such a small gym that literally didn't have an awful lot, the players and the calibre of players yeah. that Ballymoon Kickhams have produced over the years and not only the players but I mean the board members one particular being Tom Dunne who God, God rest his soul, who was like the backbone, you know one of the yeah. backbones of the place, it just bred character and it bred. Really, really good players to come out with such a small community that there was there wasn't an awful lot in you. You you'd no bar, you would no clubhouse, you would no nothing. It was just it was kind of much so like like the community of Balliemoon. It was just rough and ready, like you know. Yeah. Um, but w- what an amazing place, and we we had some great times up there, you know.
2: We really did. A bunch of memories.
3: Yeah, great. Really began. good memories, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, it was a it was a great place, you know. And there is a lot of good that comes out of Ballymoon. but. Come here, the media and the news don't want to know about that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like like areas like that, they just kind of keep it keep it down. They can just tell you about all the bad stuff. Cause bad news sells. Yeah. Unfortunately, you don't want to, you don't want to see a headline gone. Anto gets custody of his kids for the weekend. Yeah, like, do you know yeah. what I mean? And brings them to the shops and has a great day at the beach. Yeah, yeah. No one wants to avoid that. Yeah. You know, people just want to hear Anto bleeding, smash the robbed car into a shop and. You know, and that's it's unfortunate, but that's that's not
2: fact. Tell me this, Willie. You're, you you know, uh, you talk a little bit about kind of the direction you went in life. So, do you want to kind of go into that a little bit, and maybe kind of <clears throat> did you have an opportunity to be a professional footballer or, a, or a, an inter-county GA player? Did that, that, that ever cross your mind to get into sport that way, or?
3: Mm, um, I suppose sometimes in life that you, you just you, you make opportunities. Do you know what I mean? And I'm I'm, I'm very, very aware of of making me some of my own opportunities later on in life. But in school... What
2: school did you go to? I went
3: to the Virgin Mary in in school. I remember the the church being built in 1978 down in Shangan Road. That's kind of the vintage I am. And I made me communion in that church and I made me confirmation in that church. And in school, I wasn't really big into sport. GAA. it didn't, it didn't hold anything for me. I, I was kind of one of them young lads that was more mischievous than sport.
0: Yeah.
3: Orientated. And I tried soccer for a while, um, wasn't a great soccer player.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, but just kind of chanced we are more so. I actually have a photograph of me playing for Shangan somewhere on my on phone and I was showing a mate of mine. And the mate of mine goes, you look like a real soccer player, like, you know. Well, <laughs> yeah, when you see me out golfing, I look like a real golfer as well. Like, but watch me swing in a club and it's a completely different yeah, thing, yeah. like, you know. So we you tried. One of
2: those that had the best boots, but all the gear, no yeah. idea. Isn't that what they say? <laughs> Still images of yeah, really yeah, yeah, me like a yeah. footballer.
3: Yeah. I remember getting brought up to play for shanghai Celtic years ago when I was a kid. I was probably ten years of age. And it was the only time that my father, go Good to him, come up to watch me play, and I didn't get a game. I didn't even go on as a substitute.
0: Yeah.
3: And my dad just went to the pub and I was just left there watching the match. And it's mad that I still <clears throat> I still have the vision of that happening and yeah. I remember Davey Rafter in the club room that morning and his son who always got a game, not because he was a son because he was a good soccer player mm. and other lads that was on the team and I was this young youngfly that was just so consumed I suppose <clears throat> excuse me, with what was going on at home because there was a lot of stuff going on at home as a child growing up, we grew up in a household where my father liked a lot of drink and and you know was very violent towards my mother, myself and my sister at the time so I think when I look back I could never really focus on that and I could never really yeah. commit to doing something because the reality was is that when I was at home at night I didn't know what time I was going to be getting the better. Do you know what I mean? So even academically in school I suffered. I suffered greatly because of what was going on at home and, and like getting into drugs kind of just kind of running off a different road now but I mean when I start using drugs at a very young age. It was a real great escape for me, like it was like I'd found something that um that got me away from everything that was going on at home, yeah. and sport never done that for me you know g a a never done that soccer never done that obviously I kicked around ball you know in 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 the flats and played sheds underneath the the flats and that <laughs> We used to play goals in the flats, and you had a goal that here and a goal there. Yeah, yeah. So you had to run around this way to score a goal that way, <laughs> and around this way to score a goal that way. People would
2: probably think we were insiders, Yeah, with, yeah, with but crabs. Yeah, <laughs> but
3: you know what? It, it worked, and um, some great soccer players and some some great young lads. are yeah. you know, it was like all, always in school. You knew who was good at sport. They kind of had that cured us. You knew who was good at sport, and you knew who the best scrapper was in the school. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That was that was that was kind of it. So, yeah, when I, when, I, when I started taking drugs at, at, a, at a very young age, it was to get away from everything that was going on at home. And it, and it was, it, it done exactly what I said in the tin. It was a, it was a, a short-term solution to a long-term problem that was going to cause me a lot more hassle yeah. in life. Uh, there was a snooker hall in Ballymoon where I grew up as well. <clears throat> so I don't think you can really call pool a sport, but I was a really good pool player from a young age. And that's where I spent a lot of my time, I just, I was one of them young flas when I was growing up, is that I didn't want to be at home, you know, home didn't really, and, and I don't know if even home would be the right place to call, it was just somewhere yeah. where I stayed, because I think the ingredients to a home is love, first and foremost, is family, is the connection between family, which there was no connection in my house, so it was... Reared, you know, by the fist by my dad, sometimes getting beaten for reasons that were reasonable enough. I was getting beaten in school because corporal punishment was out when I went to school. And uh, so, like, most days as a young, young, young lad from it
2: was probably,
3: yeah, it was like, it was, so that's that's the way it was. It's
2: so, I always kind life, of, it?
3: yeah, it was. So, like, I, I. As I said I didn't know what way my day was going to go when I left school so I didn't spend an awful lot of time in school, I spent a lot of time mitching and going on the hop and robbing horses and yeah. you know it was you just. robbed my horse did you? Yeah it was just, it was just a, uh, and I don't mean to sound like a nail flat it, was just a completely different era, like yeah. there was no phones, there was no, you made your own phone, you played ball, you, you robbed horses, you, you played horses, chasing, yeah. or, yes you know so.
2: Colin, we used to have a, a big field at the back of the flats Yeah. and like it was like a car park for horses. Mm. So you just basically put the, the rope around the, the bit <laughs> of the horse and then you'd stake it into the ground and there'd be Did horses you? all up the field. You'd wake up some mornings and you look out your window, you li- if you lived in the flats, I lived in the forest floor and you look out the window some morning before you got the skill and you just hear these like there was a big massive field at the top of Popentry with The mm. fields, it was called True, right, yeah, yeah. And there was a massive amount of horses up there and they just used to walk through the one the other time they got the gate was left open and you'd look out the window and you'd see like like, yeah. like cowboys and Indians like, down, like walking down the road
3: From the morning there be horses in your garden like if you had a house That's the God's honest truth like it was unbelievable
0: See to your point about like such a small area being able to create so many talented people and stuff as well. Like it's no I'm not filling your pocket to use uh Roddy Collins uh phrase but you look at that Dublin team is lined, literally lined, like you know, from fullback to John Small to James McCarthy to Dean Rock and then yeah. Comerford and paddy Small. Would that if you were in school and you weren't a a Dublin player nowadays, but like that's such a thing to look up. This is the most successful team of all time. And it's lined by Ballymun people. Like, would that have an impact on somebody nowadays? You think?
2: I think so. I think the difficulty with Ballymun, um itself is that <laughs> it's kind of sugarcoated a little bit. If I'm being honest, you know, as in, like, I don't want to sound too negative here. Like, but as we all know, Kickham's is two communities. It's Glass and it's yeah. Ballymun. Yeah, you know? totally. Um, and there's not enough. I would feel, and and the fairness to the club, they are doing really Trojan work behind the scenes around the North Street it's in the actual Trinity Comprehensive uh, school now and the numbers are great and the work's done it, it is amazing but the actual kids from Ballymun that yeah. play for Dublin is a lot less than probably the kids from Glasnevin Right
0: that's interesting yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think I would have appreciated that in <laughs> yeah. look, yeah. but it's
2: it's but it, that's in no way of course. saying that you know, we should turn our nose at my kids that are playing for mm. Kick was from Glasshaven. Yeah. No way, cause they're all my friends, and, and yeah, it's of amazing. course. But like, I think the last person after me was probably our like, let's say there was, was Davy Bourne, there was Jason Whelan. They were both from Salogue. Ted Four. He played Ed played Moyne, or He played Moynor, yeah, yeah, yeah. Play, see, play, kind of got trials as senior. Um, that guy's brilliant. Yeah, so so <laughs> all of those all of those kid all those lads are from Ballymore. Um, and I think there is a big amount of work done, but uh, getting done at the minute by the club to get more because the energy of of having a, a the energy of of having a, a person yeah. from Ballymoney playing for Dublin is is a little bit different. Like John Small has a, a Ballymoney in him. Yeah, he's on, He's from the. He lives on the Ballymoney Road. Like he's you know on what I mean? I'm just talking <laughs> from the defender's <laughs> point of view. James McCarty's just like. He doesn't need. He's that toughness as well, but yeah. like he's 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 a different player. Like, yeah, he's just so good on like going a different direction. Like you know, so I think, um, yeah, I do. I just think there's there's a missing piece there that we that the club is I'm sure working on at the minute. You know, but it's it's still amazing, isn't it? Like I think
3: I think it's great uh, that they even they've gone to go that club because yeah. I mean you've Colin Kills and Whitehall Hall, which is just is near.
2: Yeah, yeah,
3: uh, and you've yeah you've Nafina. But like, I know Dean Rock's father, he played for Kickers, didn't he? Barney.
2: Yeah, Barney.
3: Yeah. And Barney would have been big when I was in school. I remember Barney uh, playing, playing for Dublin and a big Hardy man as well. But it's mad to think that, you know, we talked about opportunities earlier, that they would have had opportunities to go to other clubs, but thought, you know what, we're going to go up here. Yeah, and yeah. what a great day. Like, you just imagine how different all them lads that Philly just spoke about there, how different their careers would have been if they'd have went to a different club. I mean that team and I'm not blowing smoke up your hole but I don't think I don't think this country will ever see the likes of that Dublin team again.
2: And I remember it all starting. We don't really know the real effect of the team, the Ballymun Kickhams team getting to the All ireland final in twenty thirteen. And on top of that having such a representation of Dublin players, right? Yeah. They're crucial things in terms of recruitment of a club in a community. Right? So we won't see that until the next generation of players come through to the Ballyman Kickham's and those Dublin lads move on to see what kind yeah. of talent comes through and how that talent is being molded like but i, I just think for for Ballymun Kickham's, we also need to get into the community like our club is in the airport yeah like it's yeah like, you know i know most families most families will have transport transportation but if you don't some, you're some families don't mm. and that's a good half an hour 45 minutes past yeah. The M50 really? to get to it, and you, mm. you can't really walk, really. Like, no, you,
3: it's, it's it's a dangerous road. Yeah. But I
2: think they're looking on trying to get land in Ballymun because how important that would be to the community would be yeah. massive because there's great clubs in the community already. Yeah. Satanta, Darren you know, played yeah. for Setanta, he played Hill, uh, you know, holding, yeah. So, But imagine being able to say to your kid, you just have to walk across the road there and you can see six Dublin players train. Mm. Yeah. Where, where would you get that, like six, <laughs> there was eight at one stage, there's there five or six now, look at there's the idea, go out over go and have a look, and your kid can see that and go, I want a bit of that, Yeah. and even if it's for the girls, there's a girls team now and it's going great and stuff like that, you yeah. Know? yeah. so what I want to get on to next <laughs> Willie, your transition into comedy. Tell us, oh. the Des Bishop show started it off here. Yeah,
3: so yeah, no, do you know what, see, skill, skill. as I always said, I was always up to development in skill, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, being mischievous and I was always, better I was the class clown and I've no kind of shame about saying it. I, I had that much heartache and that much sorrow and that much tears going on at home that I needed a bit of laughter. So I used to generate me own, you know, me own kind of stuff like, and I was always funny as a kid. I was always on stage as a kid, even in... Talent competitions in in the Virgin Mary, you know, there was stuff on. I was always kind of involved with it. Even skilled players, I was in the Emperor's New Clothes, and I was in Oliver. I played Dodger. I was on Anything Goes.
2: You're hundred percent a Dodger and Oliver. Yeah,
3: definitely, <laughs> definitely. And I was in, uh, yeah, just in in different kind of productions. And when I when I came into recovery, uh, as it's a known fact, and I don't, you know, Des won't mind me kind of blowing his anonymity. But when I got out of prison um, which had been, I got extradited home from England so my my drug addiction led me to a stage where I went to prison for different spates of uh, of time in jail, all drug related for, you know, as I always say, it wasn't it was as if I was living the life of Pablo Escobar or act like that. It was like robbed to use, do you know what I mean, and bleeding, repeat the next day and ended up in jail and, and never. Not that I'm trying to justify or minimize my, my, my crimes but it was never violence towards anybody. There was never burglaries or it was nothing like that. It was just petty kind of stuff a lot yeah. of the time. You know shoplifting, uh, trespassing, stuff like that. But I eventually got caught with drugs and I went on the run to England and in England I, I, I then ended up getting extradited home. I got, I got a crack cocaine he- habit in England and I was really really sick. I actually have a video on my phone of, of when, the year before I got out of prison, I'll show you is after. I should, have, I should have sent it to you. Mm. But so, and this, I'm getting into how I met I met Des Bishop. So I got extradited home from London in 1997. And I went to jail and I was completely clean. I was in Brixton Prison for six weeks. Came back and um after a few weeks, I've been sentenced. I got five and a half years. We're a review after... Three and a half years with terms and conditions. The terms and conditions being that I address my drug problem, that I do something about, you know, my drug problem, that I give clean urines and be seen to go to counselling and be seen to, you know, do a bit of therapy or whatever it might be. So I eventually got clean. Um, I got me me stuff together. I stuck onto a twelve-step program in prison, and then eventually when I got out of prison after the three and a half years, so I hadn't been on the streets of Dublin roughly for about six years which was great. So people, you know, our sight, our mind I always say, and I met Dez while I was in prison and Des was in at a 12 at a step meeting and then when I got out of, of prison I was at a convention and at the convention I'd done the, um, there was a, an auction for all stuff that was there so they asked me to do the auction. So I got up on the stage and I'd done the auction and I was taking the piss out of people, just subtly obviously and having a bit of crack and Dez came up to me after the, the auction and he says, have you ever thought about doing stand up comedy? And I says, to be honest with you, I haven't, you know. So he says, he said, I think you're really funny. He said, I think you'd be great at it. So a few months later he came back and he says, look, I've got a great idea for a program. I'm gonna pitch it to RTE so it's about you getting out of prison and embarking on the world of stand up comedy. And um, so I knew there'd be a lot of stuff involved in it that I'd have been on the late late and I'd have been on different stuff, but I really had to think strongly about it because I didn't want to be labeled as this ex-drug addict criminal comedian.
0: Do
3: you know what I mean? Um, And I didn't, you know, I wasn't ready to let, I was only in early recovery and I didn't, I had a lot of other people to consider. You know, my partner, my family, um, my job, and um, people that knew me but didn't know that I was on drugs, I didn't know about my yeah. past, because in, I've got to be honest, in the, in the first few years of my recovery, I carried a lot of shame um, for the things that I'd done, you know, mainly to me family and, you know, amends that I had to make to people and all that, and I didn't want to be going on telly and kind of, you know, going, oh, look at me, I'm out of prison, and I'm, I'm this." so... I opted not to do it. I says, listen, Des, I says, I says this isn't gonna work. I says I, I, I'm, I'm not gonna do it. I says I really appreciate, you know what you're kind of putting to me and all that. I says, but I'm, I'm not gonna do it. I says, but if that else comes about, give me a shout, And then a couple of years later, he done this program, Join the Hood. So he says we're doing this program, Join the Hood. So we were the pilot scheme. So we were in Ballymun, So basically, the logistics of the program was, he went into a disadvantaged area, and he taught. Stand-up comedy workshops, and then at the end of the six weeks, you went into your local theatre or community hall, and you got on stage, Des mc the gig, and you done ten minutes of stand-up to your family, friends, and community. <laughs> you where remember you were from. your script? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. I remember one, doing the. I, I remember yeah. doing, I remember doing the gig. Uh, what, what was? Um, yeah, well, I done a gag about my dad, saying my dad was that poor like you know. He said, "My dad said he was that pure that if you didn't wake up on Christmas morning with an erection you had nothing to play with, like.
2: You know? I'm just thinking while you're talking, why oh, was that, that gig? Why is it? No way. was oh, that in the accident? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, Really? I remember, <laughs> it. I remember it now. It was you said? have not even Yeah. Well, I don't know. What was that? And team that was that? in... Ian uh, Scurdy was in it. So yeah, and six.
3: what's his name that was in Fair City?
2: Is it Daniel? Was it Daniel?
3: No, come yeah, on, what's his Patrick name? Patrick, it's Patrick. Tim's uh, sister was in it as well, you know that has the CrossFit gym? That's Douglas. Yeah, she was in it. Jerry Douglas was in it? No, the the, the, the young one. <laughs> Not Jerry, the sister.
0: This is the, the most parochial sister. conversation ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry to begin. Who's she the daughter of? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: Is that... That's <laughs> That's kind of forget where you are moment. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not like we're recording here or anything.
3: Yeah, so I, I ended up doing that and we used to travel up and down the country doing open spots into different clubs. and But we literally travelled the length and breadth of the country. And I remember the first year getting the Kilkenny Cats last Festival and it was like a rite of passage. And, and then Jason Bourne took us over to Edinburgh and Jason would be still a really good friend of mine. I'm actually going to Edinburgh next month again and I stay with Jason and then just start gigging with all these people like in, like in the early years before they were huge like John Bishop and Rod Gilbert, I don't know whether you've heard of Rod Gilbert, he's a Welsh comedian yeah. and then you kind of get that thing as well you, you, you know that imposter syndrome thing kind of going you know should I really be here like you know and that's, that's my upbringing that's where I come from because where I come from you're not meant to do stuff like that, do you know what I mean? You're meant to be, you know, either you know, walking on a building site or, or in prison or on a methadone clinic. A lot of the lads that I grew up with, and I'm not saying everybody in Ballymun, but like there's not a lot of people that were doing what I was doing in the entertainment yeah. industry. I played in Crow Park, I was telling Philly. What was on? What was the name of that guy? Noel Alan Alan Cairns. Is it? Alan Cairns, yeah. So he had a big oh, charity event. You were close there, really. Yeah, you? yeah. <laughs> yeah. I knew it was something to do with sausage. was the dirty accent, wasn't it? Cairns, <laughs> yeah. Um, ended up playing in crow. I was marking uh, Rosanna Porcel. right, right, right. At the point, which was great. <laughs> um, so a um, early hat on it. Yeah, oh, I yeah. Know, and made um, a bit of guard. Think did she? I remember Kieran The uh, Kenny? No, they played yeah. with you from
2: down in you know, Wheeling. Wheel, he,
3: oh, he went in for a tackle with Marty Morrissey. <laughs> <laughs> Marty Morrissey was in goal, and I swear to God, how Marty Morrissey didn't end up in hospital, if I uh, will never know. It's like true that. as good God. And I just looked at Carol and I went, he goes, I'm not, no, I'm not even going to see what he said, but he probably said. something. I
2: played against Carol Wheel and Rohini in the championship when I was 17. He's a big man. And I remember him. Uh, tackling me, I don't even remember how it happened. There was a word, but his knee, his leg came up across my body and hit me in the face. That's how tall he was. Like oh, I was like, what? What just? I, he didn't even jump. Like I was like, what just happened there? Like, big <laughs> knee in the head, and I was like, what? A he's you
3: know? a unit of a yeah. man. My God, and I mean like when I looked at like you know people that were playing that day, uh, Ronnie Whelan was was playing, <laughs> Artie Murphy was playing. Uh, thing porcelain, and it was all different you know people from the entertainment industry and the sports industry but when you look at the size of some of them people and then you look at a man
2: yeah like,
3: tear on it's like Jesus Christ man and as I said to Philly I says they always everything every sport always looks easier on telly like do you know what I mean yeah. and when you're in Crow Park you actually don't realise the size of the pitch yeah. and the distance that needs to be made to get from one end of it to the other, when I, mean, I used to watch Philly, uh, Philly when he was in his prime, and kind of seeing him coming from the back and going up and scoring points, and then coming back, you'd be kind of going, Phew. when you're real lawyers, you know what's actually involved in doing that, playing against uh, you, you you know where. Uh, a county club that are that are on the game like And
0: then when he doesn't do it, people like me are like, Why is he not doing that?
2: All yeah. I got that mentality from training a bunch of headbangers in terms of Willie and yeah, all the If yeah. I could do if I could train them, I could do that Yeah, Yeah,
3: yeah. So that that was kind of that was all generated through Des's thing and just, just went on to do loads of different stuff and then done a bit of acting. I ended up in the Savage Joy on, on RTE oh, and I was in the, yeah. the Irish pictorial and yeah. Then I was in Love, Hate, I got a small part in Love, Hate and um, then then I all came round a few years ago, I ended up doing a play and the play was very successful and you've seen the play yourself. Examinations, um, yeah. We won loads of awards and I, I, I've never won out genuinely, I've never... Look, like, I've never won anything that I could say I was really proud of, do you know what I mean? Like, And I mean, when I won the, the Best Actor uh, 2019 of the Dublin Fringe, um, awards, it was one of them moments Incredible. and I wasn't, I, I genuinely wasn't even going to go in that night. I knew I was nominated for it but me missus was gone. I said ah oh, look I just, we'll just leave it like because everybody that was in that and this is the thing I'm talking about, this feeling less than like mm. going down. sure I'm not a bleeding actor like, do you know what I mean? Mm. And, and the reality is some of my best acting performances were probably in the district court and the circuit court, do you know what I mean? <laughs> but there was no awards for them, yeah. just a prison sentence yeah. like you know.
0: Willie, before we let you go, we're going to get you to do a breaking ball challenge. This was Philly McMahon's idea, I must tell you. So what we're going to do is put the noise cancelling headphones on you. Philly's going to read you a line and you're going to try and tell him what he is saying to you. All you can do is read his lips. Okay. right. Right. Stick on the noise cancelling headphones. Philly. Okay. You're going to go first.
2: I need to go to Jack's. Say it again! <laughs> He's screaming, shit. I need to go. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> I need to go the jacks. RTE has gone the jacks. <laughs> That's very close! Very close! <laughs> because wait, wait, wait. I need to go the jacks. Ollie has gone the jacks. <laughs> and then, oi. Roy, you it's changed oi for something else. It's the accent lads, it's the accent. He said oi he thought he oy, said ollie. Oi, oi, oi. How did you just say I? I, I
3: did, I need to go to the jacks, I head. need
0: to go to the jacks, yeah. I think we can give him half a point for that. Well, one oh, It's 1-0 to me. Get out of it. you're up. <laughs> <laughs>
3: say it out loud, Willie. Alright. Yeah. <laughs> you ready? Go.
2: I'll never win an All Ireland. I'll never win an All Ireland. Yeah! Yeah! Oh, brilliant! (laughs) I got the second word (laughs) never, and I got All Ireland. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Uh, Up the flats.
3: Ah! Is it? We have to do one more, right? We have to
2: do one more. Is that it? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was an easy one.
3: I'm really from Glass Nevin. I'm really from Glass
2: Nevin. I live in Glass Nevin. I see seen Glass Nevin.
3: I'm really from Glass
2: Nevin. I'm really from Glass Nevin. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's brilliant, funny.
2: Roy, right, okay, that's <laughs> <laughs> <Last> one, right? <laughs> your party. I will see you five. <laughs> <laughs> Say, Philly. My you lip reader.
3: Two kilos are in the boot of the car. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right, your oh, last this chance. Is this is it, Roy. Right. How is your ma? Is your dad walking?
3: How's your just that wolf? <laughs> oh fuck <laughs> It's the body wool ego that we're not getting. I can't believe that's
2: the <laughs> that one! Like yeah, easy, come on.
0: Not even challenging me. Oh. <laughs> that was brutal. Willie, that was absolutely brutal. Ah, Thanks really a million for coming in. Much.